<laughs> Hello, welcome to Pipecast. Here we are in our uh, May edition, I believe. Um, just as you know, full transparency of it all, this is our sort of wrap up. Um, this is sort of the end of season three. There will be a, never fear, there will be a 4th of July little summer get-together type episode, which will really end season three. But this is sort of just a wrap-up, the reflecting on it. and um, Yeah, so, you know, before we get too far into it, I would want to say that, um, you know, it's a weird thing. I felt like season three has definitely been a lot of fun. <laughs> and, uh, but I feel like leading into it, there was a lot of pressure. Because, uh, you know, I'm speaking for myself, not Zach, but there was a lot of, so season one, you know, we were, we went in, we, you know, we hit a lot back to back to back. We did like, I think we did it weekly for four episodes and then we went to bi-weekly and then we did the, uh, to bracketology, all the episodes within, you know, two weeks of each other. So we did a lot in a short period of time. And then season three or season two was a bust. Uh, and that was sort of depressing. Uh, and, you know, not trying to, you know, think that, I don't know, think that we're all that, all that, all that in a bag of chips. But, you know, for the people who have been following with us, you know, after we did three episodes of season two, I was like, we can't just keep, can't keep dragging these people along, you know, just teasing them. We did have yeah. a couple of questions about it too. Yeah. 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 And that and that's what I'm saying. You know, like I said, I, I'm not think not saying that, you know, we're the biggest thing on the internet, but you know, we had some people uh you know reach out to us and we're like, hey, you know, when y'all gonna be coming back? I remember being in the airport in Saigon reading a because I, I finally got Wi-Fi when I got into the airport and uh somebody had sent the message to Instagram was like, Hey, uh when y'all gonna come back? And stupid me was like, yeah, we'll be back in a month. <laughs> and then <laughs> we didn't get back until August. But I say all that to say season three, I think, uh, was definitely a success because we um, we put out a good bit of content over a long period of time. Plus, we you know, finally uh, went into YouTube. And I think we've uh, had a pretty good success with those videos. Or I, I, I like the videos, so. Yeah, I think that the filler stuff ended up being good. You know, it's it's funny, and you could disagree, it's fine, but, like, I was kind of pushing the YouTube thing, and, and Patrick was a little cautious about it. I think he ended up taking it and making it better and running with it, and I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> slow down. <laughs> it ended up being better because it, it, it was kind of like an idea. It's like, well, maybe if we could get involved with the YTPC – it might be fun. And then next thing I know, uh, Patrick's got some editing software he's looking into and all this other stuff. And uh, I think that those episodes probably wouldn't have come out as uh, well as they did if Patrick wasn't involved. Wow. Well, I don't want to say that. I will say that, you know, <laughs> they've been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I've enjoyed them a lot and uh, I look, I can't wait to do more. Um, after our little summer hiatus. Well, you know, I mean, like it gives you a lot of opportunity to really narrow down just tobacco. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that is one thing as we've gone along, you know, it was always the intent that it was not going to be just tobacco. There was going to be some tobacco talk because that's what we're here for. But then we was going to try to dive into more pop culture things. Um, and and it, though we still do that, uh, filler was an outlet to where you could just get get to business. You know, it's tobacco. Uh, it's not even pipes. It's, it's tobacco. And um, yeah, because I don't think we I don't think we've ever mentioned we mentioned occasionally what we're smoking it in. I think maybe. Yeah. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what we're smoking. We're trying to focus exclusively on the tobacco. I think our original intent was to smoke it out of clay pipes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just but, kept. I kept breaking them or losing them, or 
Something kept getting in my way for the clay pipe. So I just ended up going full briar, but it doesn't matter since I usually have a blend per briar. Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. You know, I've got a Lakeland yeah. briar, I've got a vapor briar, I've got a Virginia briar, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And shoot, I, I smoke everything and everything now. Uh, it, oh, and, and I and I think we discussed it that to outside of Lakeland, I don't think it makes too much of a difference, really. No, well, and and I've always said, at least right now, in in where I'm at, I wouldn't be able to pick up on any ghosting anyway. I can hardly pick up on the nuances between blends to to pick up ghosting. So I think you're, you're being a little you're being a little disingenuous, but like. I mean, you are like you picked up on stuff. I mean, your filler episodes are good. Well, you know, I well, well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I uh, I I do what I can. I do know that the Lakeland Vapor, you know, we just we got through with those. We just wrapped those up, and those are pretty pretty hard to pick out. You know what was different about each one? It is. Uh, and well, Stonehenge we- was easy, but that's about it. <laughs> I mean, I think early. That, yeah, and uh, you know, you know, I, the only thing I look back on is like maybe we should have gotten Louisiana Flake. Yeah, I and, saw somebody and, comment today about that, and they somebody said you know was... I had a touch of Burley, but I mean, I smoked it. I remember it being pretty similar to St. James Flake, and mm-hmm. um, you know that it's sort of like that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, re- I mean, for for the filler to be I would say rounded, complete. You really do need to get Louisiana Flake in there, but trying to get a hold of Louisiana Flake is definitely not the easiest thing to do. When you, whenever you want something that's like specific like that, yeah. gosh, man, you better just have it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's true. I mean, like you know, we usually we we have a tendency to track down. Uh, things that are new coming out, things that are relatively readily available, or what I call uh, things that are in the vault um, that I've just acquired, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the Peterson 3Ps. Right. That that was like a vault kind of thing. Right. And, and like, you know, I know that we discussed, you know, next season getting – because we've touched – we've touched – we've done a lot of Ps, you know? And I think we've done a, quite a bit of Galwith. Um, yeah. And so I think, you know, there's going to be, I don't know how you would call them. Like, the, I guess they technically couldn't be fiddlers, but there's going to be some revisits or something like that where yeah. we do sort of like, um, you know, filler presents double review or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Where it's just a, you know, a review of these things that we've smoked that we really haven't had an opportunity to sort of solely focus in on them and kind of, cause I do like that filler um, presentation, you know, yeah, uh, it makes it easier to kind of focus just into the tobacco. So I think there's going to be some esoteric and stuff coming out. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I, I would like to. There are a lot of blends that I would like to review. You know that we've had, and I'm glad you sort of brought that up. I think there's some, like as far as projections, you know, some things, ideas we've been tossing around. I know I had wanted to do a, like a to, uh, another a new tobracotology, and it just be between the uh, all the Captain Earl blends. So I mean, that that might be something we look into. Um, and then maybe do like a plum pudding playoff kind of thing. Well, those will all be good. I actually think that next season there'll be uh, some. There'll be some an idea that I had. I guess because we're sort of doing a roundup sort of projection thing on this episode, so you guys are going to hear a little bit of what we, what I would like to, or what Patrick would like to plan to do. But I would like it where when you do like the Captain Earl, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do a filler episode Monday through Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, have five episodes recorded and do, a, like, a week release. Still get your regular Friday episodes, but then, like, when we're doing, like, a crazy one, 
mm-hmm. where there's like five, six tobaccos, you just you just do a spanner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that would be. I would like that because, I mean, I mean, there's no reason, there's no rhyme or reason why we only do one episode a week. You know, it's just it's sort I mean, it's, it's sort of it's, just it is convenient. Yeah, it's the nature of our schedule, really. You know, it, it that that allows us to meet on a semi-regular basis and still have a lot of content to mess with. Because some, I think uh, it's been brought up before, but like you know, when you when you and I meet, we hang out for four or five hours, and in four or five hours, you can smoke what would be equivalent of a clay pipe's worth, like mm-hmm. three, four different tobaccos maybe and not burn yourself out um if you're kind of like pacing yourself having a little bit of water or something sort of kill the flavors in between you can do a couple of different reviews if you want to if you've already if you are have the luxury of being the last review you don't even have to smoke it you can smoke it during the week and then just sort of re-review it you know i usually take notes since i'm usually i've been the last review quite a few times so I just yeah. sort of take notes and then smoke whatever I want day of. Yeah. But uh, I haven't smoked a lot of Captain Earl's, so it would be a lot of like, if we're both, you know, it might be just a different format, like a filler yeah. presents or something like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I would think so too. And is the, I think you've had Honor Blend. Honor Blend's good. You've had it too, right? No. Uh, you just, brought it out when we compared it to Windjammer, but I don't think I smoked it. reminds me a lot of Windjammer. I uh, think it's, I think it might be, you know, it'd be kind of fun to just smoke both of them and then do its own review just so I can do like the Windjammer comparison on the Captain Earl Honor Blend. And then maybe even if you want to bring in Handsome Flake too, because Handsome Flake had a, had a Windjammer vibe to it. Was it Handsome? No. Or was it Stonehenge? You said Stonehenge. Was it Stonehenge? Yeah. See, I think that Windjammer and Captain Earls are sweet, and I don't find Stonehenge and Handsome Flake uh, overly sweet. I mean, like yeah. overly, overly sweet. Yeah, I mean, these are really like it's really sweet. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, and now that my memory serves me, it wouldn't work because I was sort of comparing that. My first smoke of Stonehenge reminded me of my first smoke of Windjammer, which when I first smoked Windjammer, I didn't pick any sweetness out. It was all Perique up forward, uh, up front. But um, but since I've been smoking Windjammer, it's been a lot less, a lot less peppery and a lot more sweet. And that's the convenience of like, kind of like having those like, all those blends back to back to back and just different things is that you get to kind of remember when you first smoked this one thing and then compare it, but then like you get a little bit of distance on it and you can go back and adjust it. Cause I don't think anything's always going to be set in stone. I could be wrong about that. I mean, I'm pretty set in stone about a couple of things, but like, I mean, if you think about it, like, I, my, like tonight, for whatever reason, I'm smoking a cherry blend. I barely, oh, wow. I very rarely do that, but I'm smoking Dark Fire Cherry by Ken Byron Ventures, and I just wanted it. I just went hunting it down and got it, um, which is strange for me. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with cherry. I think Goblet and Hogarth's uh, cream ch- cherry cream is excellent. Like, but I don't want it usually. It's like I smoked a bunch of it, and I just don't. I'm not interested. As interested, yeah. that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I uh, think that dark fire cherry actually does have that cream cherry from Gawith. I believe he blends with Gawith and Hogarth. Oh, you think so? It. I know we've talked about it before. You know, we've sort of pondered what where where does he get his tobacco from? I think the some of the cherries he gets. Uh, I think he gets from Gawith and Hogarth. I mean, I've been yeah. wrong before, but I mean, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, you can only go on your assumptions, you know, and, and your past experience. And I'm sure your past experience, you know, is probably pretty good. I mean, it leads to pretty good assumptions. 
Well, this is a good smoke. I mean, like, this is like, uh, I'll tell you how good it is. It's like, actually, I uh, I have a Christmas tea. I say I have it. I mean, I probably drink it all. But, like, there's a Christmas tea that's cherry blend that I, that I drink usually in December. I'm pretty sure it's all gone now that a local blending tea blending house makes and uh, it tastes just like that tea. That's pretty, that's pretty similar to cherry. If, if it's the same flavor as the tea. Oh, wow. Hmm. But this is a great, like, I mean, you know, this is like what I call my Santa Claus pipe tobacco. Oh, okay. I haven't had any Ken Byron in a while because I, I sort of jarred up, um, Zombie English Goblin Mixture and uh, Patients of Dr. Silence, and I sort of put them away. Uh, I was able to wow. procure another bag of Dr. Silence, so that I we should do a filler episode on that because we've only ever just talked about it. On the uh, which one? Patients of Dr. Silence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did a normal like a, a pipe cast recording of it, but we haven't done a filler. Kim Byron is still the man. Oh yeah, and, I, and yeah, I, I sort of I'm upset, not upset, but I'm saddened that uh, our only filler with Ken Byron is one that I'm not that fond of. Yeah, it was Goblin mixture, but it's not really fair because most of the stuff we had we we weren't starting the filler episodes when we were actually doing more Ken Byron talks. Yeah, exactly, because we did Verge Engine Overdrive. Mm -hmm. And then patience is, Dr. Silence. Which is incredible. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't I haven't had the regular Verge engine. I've only had overdrive. Verge engine overdrive is amazing and uh up there with some of the best vapors you can get. And then of course patience of Dr. Silence. Um I'm sitting on quite a few bags. I won't even open them. Oh yeah. Because I'm so particular about that. I, I like it so much. It's like it's it's it stinks that like normally I'm not like uh, you'll probably laugh at this, but normally I'm not a hoarder. You know, I smoke. I just smoke. <laughs> You're, he's laughing because because there's there's a lot of tobacco in my house, but like I'm not like I'm not so precious with it that I won't open it. Like how many how many millions of dollars would it be if your house caught on fire? How much millions of dollars would it be just in tobacco? Oh god, that'd be a bad day. <laughs> That wouldn't be a bad day. When my daughter was born, I kept wondering if I was going to grab the tobacco or her, her first. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 you know, if the house is on fire, like, you know, which room do you go in? Do you go into the to the vault? <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Where do I go first? You know? <laughs> um. No, uh, it's funny. There's so, you know, like you, you, you obviously, you know, joke because I mean, I clearly would go, you know, for the tobacco first. So I don't even know what. <laughs> so I couldn't let that go. You know, I had to just keep coming back to that. Season four, there's going to be a lot of background action happening you thought season three there was a lot of background action um but no season four is going to be pretty uh pretty heavy because we'll probably come back around september uh that's when around september that's when you'll start seeing um content from us again well patrick was hiding it a little bit and i'm not gonna i'm just gonna hold him to it uh yeah. we're actually zooming right now We're not in the same room. And it's it's not it's a good thing because this is gonna allow us, I think, more content building and it's gonna allow us the ability oh, yeah. to do I think some collaboration with some people over the internet, which is what oh, we yeah. I would I would like to reach out to a couple people and just be like, hey, you'd like to, you know, maybe give us 10 minutes of your time, just do like a crossover. Yeah, what you think about the community or some other stuff like that. I don't it's hard because you, you know, there's like a whole scheduling aspect to it. And to be yeah, honest yeah. with you, uh, Patrick and I just sort of got into scheduling our own lives. So it should be interesting to try to schedule <laughs> in another YouTuber or somebody that would be interested in talking to us. 
Yeah. But yeah. Um, I would also like to take suggestions on what people would like to see reviewed. Yeah, that, that would be a nice thing too, is to, um, uh, yeah, take, take suggestions. But, you know, like, you know, there's several people that I watch, like, you know, live stream people. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're talking sometimes six, sometimes upwards of 10 people. And, you know, I guess they figure out how to get it scheduled. I guess we, we can try. Yeah. You just have to like, you real like when you're, I assuming when you're doing it, you really have to hold yourself to that time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know I've, you know, there's a couple that I catch throughout the week that uh, have like a noon uh, start time. And sometimes it, it's like, it's like 20 after and they're still not on, but you know, oh. it's just one of those things. So even some people miss their own schedules, but. Well, I think as much as everyone would like to be a full-time pipe smoker as a career, as a career, <laughs> I'm sure that's pretty difficult. And I don't think that, I mean, even if you're, even outside of having a shop, it's probably difficult. Yeah, exactly. And uh, even more transparency, I'm not even smoking in this episode. So I was going to say that. Huh? I was going to say, I wasn't going to do that to you. <laughs> I did it to myself. Because uh, cancel, get on Twitter, cancel. Cancel, yeah. Cancel culture coming after me. Canceled him on the, on the Pipecast. Uh, yeah, well, it's called Pipecast. But hey, he's got a pipe in his hand, though. Oh, yeah. 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 I got one right here. I got old, old Chody Boy right here. But mm-hmm. um, no, I, to be able to record, I have to be in the house. And uh, yeah, you'd be wrong if you think I could smoke in this house. <laughs> hey, man, mama lays down the law. Mama lays down the law in my house. Yeah. There's a universal mama, and you don't cross her. No, you don't. I mean, it's 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 a good thing. I think it's a good thing that technology is where it's at because being able to record will make this a lot easier. And there are things that we want to explore, you know, um, and do on YouTube that isn't going to be necessarily tobacco related, but it will be pipe related. We just haven't figured out uh, a mechanism of getting yeah. that going. Uh, yeah. Uh, Patrick probably wouldn't like this. I'm going to say it anyway, but like if I was ever in a film industry scenario, I definitely would want Patrick as a producer. Yeah. That's not, and, that, and that sounds so like, backhanded because it was like oh you don't want him as a writer he's a talented writer and he has good direction uh but he's a uh, he's meticulous and scheduled which is something i'm definitely not <laughs> and uh, when you have someone like that who has that those characteristics they're creative and they can manage like time money etc and that's who you want um I don't think I've ever mentioned it before, but Patrick and I used to, I mean, I know I've mentioned we worked together, but Patrick was my right hand in terms of he really did a major, a lot, the lion's share of making sure that the scheduling for, for production was kind of underway so I could handle people. <laughs> it was, it, it worked out really well. It sounds like he got the raw deal and I at all, I tried my hardest to like ask him, I was like, you sure you're all right with this? And he always seemed okay with it. Like you can go back on it now, you know, but you always seemed fine time that you, you didn't think you were getting the raw deal. Well, I mean, I mean, I enjoyed everything, everything that I did uh, for you, uh, but then you left me. And so then it was just like, there it is. Well, there's another, there's a, you know, the real culprit is, has never been on the show, but he's a friend, a mutual friend of ours. And he sort of dominoed the exodus in a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You talking about Banjo? Mm, no, I'm talking about uh, old Bourbon. Bourbon. Oh, Cristiano. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, hey, there's some more projections for you. Uh, maybe one day we'll venture into bourbon reviews or uh, just whiskey in general. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's only the most expensive liquid on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, it kind of brings up a good point. I had a, 
I actually had a conversation with my wife. This is, you know, uh, well, I'll tell you how it's spurred on. But um, so I got a couple of emails recently. I've been buying some equipment for the house to do woodworking and just general, you know, sometimes you just need equipment just if you're updating the house or you have future plans and things like that, you buy things. Some of it was, you know, is geared towards working on pipe and pipe related things, pipes and pipe related things. And some of it's just like, you know, it'd be nice to make a stool or something, just something to do. Right. This is before lumber went just crazy through the roof, but I'd ordered some stuff. Right. And uh, I received a couple of emails recently from manufacturers. This does have a point, I promise. I'm going to circle back to the point. And they're saying that large equipment, because of the cost of steel and copper going up significantly and the cost of transportation, like basically anything like washers, dryers, table saws, everything is about to go up like 20, 30% in cost, maybe more just based on you know, cost of steel, copper, transportation, or shipping, you know, costs and everything like that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny because, like, we had all this, we had planned all this woodworking stuff for, like, DIY pipe stands and things like that. And it's just, like, overnight, like I was saying, get back to the lumber, everything just went through the roof. And now Patrick and I are trying to figure out how we can do the same stuff, but using like sort of reusable wood, like crates and stuff. And it's actually, <laughs> it's, it's actually threw a wrench into some of our plans for the summer just because of exorbitant pricing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it won't last that long. Uh, maybe we'll get back to some kind of, you know, normal, normalness, I guess. With well, I think everything, and like I said, like, you know, I'm not telling people to go out and buy stuff tomorrow or something like that. I'm just saying, like, it is strange that, like, all, there's a there's a short supply on, a run on stuff, like, in short, everything's in short supply. And it's, it's making things costly. It sort of stretches the ability of content, I think, a little bit. Because, I mean, you and I don't ask for money. We win. I don't think we ever will. I don't even think we say like and subscribe on our YouTube video. I just think that's so annoying. You guys are just <laughs> I'm already surprised that you're here to listen to us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, it's nice. You know, but like, you know, I think, you know, I think 90% of what we do is just because Patrick and I enjoy hanging out. And if you guys enjoy, that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't agree more. It's just, <laughs> it's just, we're hanging out and, you know, if you're, if you want to join us, do it. Um, Sorry, man, I'm probably going to have to get more of this stuff. Sorry, I'm, I keep smoking and I keep enjoying it. it but it's sad because it kind of keeps reminding me of Christmas and I'm more interested in Halloween. But, you know, I noticed that there isn't really a Halloween blend. Uh, Yeah, yeah as far as like there's no blend. Like you know people point to like sleepy hollow but like there's no blend that invokes halloween i guess you know like that makes you think of Halloween. well the closest thing to it for me is temple bar and regent's flake yeah yeah i was about to say that because you you say that they're like a fall blend they're like a fall blend but there's nothing that and there's nothing there's there isn't and i know people are going to say sleepy hollow and i know people might say thanksgiving day and stuff but those aromatics or they just they just they just aren't the way <laughs> sorry they just aren't the way i like my aromatics bless me yeah yeah oh yeah yeah bless you um no you're right uh it would be nice if somebody could make a, a halloween type blend um you know something that i mean like you said before i think you've mentioned this before if you could just take Regis flake or temple bar and put some kind of caramel on it that would help out a lot. Well, and we definitely have this like caramel apple overtones. And for I, I don't even like caramel apples, but holy crap, when fall comes around, I want one. 
Oh yeah. I I'm I'm a I'm like a, a smell kind of person. So like around this time of the year, April and May, I really want um like I want like hand soaps and candles around the house that are honeysuckle. Like honeysuckle is just the smell of spring for me or spring into summer. And um like and then fall into winter, I want like, you know, your um what is it? It's like your pumpkin vanilla crap and uh, all that kind of stuff. Like I, I, there's a certain smell, cinnamon, all that business. And then of course, by the time you get to Christmas, which is fall leading into winter, you got to have some like oranges, oranges and cinnamon. I don't know what it is, but fresh uh, or the smell of orange rind makes me think of Christmas, I guess. Cause we always used to get boxes of oranges for Christmas or that, you know, somebody was selling them yeah i don't it's weird because I, I know people like cinnamon in the fall i don't like it in the fall i like it it's my christmas smell i always thought it, it was yeah. more of a christmas smell and i agree 100 percent. anything with cinnamon and citrus does evoke christmas mm-hmm. and the reason it does for me is because of mold wine yeah oh yeah when you mold wine during like you know the like thanksgiving christmas and uh you know, it's orange, cinnamon, clove, heavy spices, mm-hmm. any type of heavy spice. My wife has a, like a warming spice perfume, and I like it only in the winter. Oh, yeah. So, like, I, I like those kind of more robust things. The sad thing is, is like, you know, you could almost, because you could almost say that fall season is really, for me, like October 25th to December 25th. And then after that, it's yeah. just misery up until spring. And then yeah. even that, I'm sort of miserable because I'm always allergic to everything. Like that's the, the those three months, you know, because I I'm credited as being like an October junkie, and I love mm-hmm. Halloween, I love horror, and I love horror movies and things like that. But um, I definitely like October through December. I think yeah. that that transition is really fun. It's, what's miserable is January second through May thirty first. Yeah, there's, uh, like there's nothing to look forward to. Oh, I, I yeah, I, I definitely agree about. Uh, I've sort of said that a lot, like, um, or I've said that in the past, is that the only good part of winter um, is like the first ten days, um, you know, basically till you get to New Year's, and then, you know, everything else of after that is just not good and 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 i and i'm a person who loves um like gray overcast days uh see so (laughs) so i'll give you a little background Uh, i think i probably said this to you the other day but like the perfect day for me is you wake up and it's it's raining and then basically it rains until 3 30 p.m because if it's pretty outside i don't want it to look that way if i have to be stuck inside working and I'm talking about a work week, weekend or a work day. Week weekend days are different, but basically, I want to wake up. It's raining, rain all the way to three thirty p.m., and then sunshine be the beautiful, most beautiful thing you've ever seen because everything looks so much more saturated. Right, you know, if it's sunny right after a rain, well, it, it, you know, it looks it looks great. Um, and then around I don't know ten o'clock start raining again. So. I like rain. I like gray. Uh, it, it doesn't bother me. I, I probably would survive Seattle. See, I'm like dead like opposite. I'm like me and rain uh, go together like a 55-year-old dad in a new movie or a speed addict <laughs> behind a speeding wheel of a car. Like I'm going to be knocked out in two seconds if it's raining. I'm just going to fall asleep. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just like there ain't nothing more sleep based oh. than, than rain so like i don't want to if i hear rain i'll be asleep yeah. at my desk yeah see i love that well i don't i'm not that sleep prone to it but i love that though i love that feeling. i think it stems from when i was a kid and it was a stormy day and you were at school and outside looked really dark and inside was like yeah you, know, you had that weird fluorescent look to it um because it was so overcast outside and then, you know, if you got lucky, 
it'd be a good enough storm, the power would go out and the lights would go off and you couldn't work. And I just, I, I longed for those days. Those days were awesome. So when I'm working and it's stormy outside and I have to cut a lamp on in the middle of the day, I'm like, like, it's just nostalgic, I guess. And I love that. But, but I said all that to say that, yes, after Christmas and after New Year's Eve, the winter is just awful. Even, you know, even for me as a person who likes overcast and gray, it's just not, it's not fun. And then I start getting antsy around March when you start getting a little bit of warmth, but I will say, it's funny. I say that, but from, from basically around Christmas week through, I don't know, March, March 15th, St. Patrick's day, I'm like a smokeaholic. Like I, that's, that's my pipe smoking time of the year. Like that's when I'm like every day, Pretty much every day, uh, I, like I'm dedicating it to it. But outside of that window, I'm, I'm just—it's uh, like what? It's like a once a week, twice a week, sometimes once every two weeks. You know, it's—it's—it just doesn't happen. So I guess—I guess it's I'm looking for something I like inside of a bunch of crap. <laughs> uh, I do think that winter is the perfect time to smoke. The problem is, is there's a lot of problems with the South. Okay. Mm-hmm. One is, is our winter is not, there's no snow. And I can tell you something I've noticed. Now, I'm not saying that the South is colder than the North, but there's something evil about a Southern winter. <laughs> because there's no wind uh, in the summer. But in the wintertime, when it's like 20 degrees, 15 degrees, the wind will cut through you like a hot knife through butter. I mean, it just, and it's nonstop. There's no escaping from it. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, you can bundle up and as long as you're warm, you're fine. No, I mean, it's just like bundle up and fight the wind and smoking's a nightmare. And it's just, it's, it's got awful. And then another thing about uh, Alabama's winter, you know, that you guys probably aren't used to. So I live um, 35, 40 minute drive away from eastern time zone which means i'm on the tail end or the beginning tail, the beginning sorry the, the beginning of central time zone patrick is too but like we're right there like where central picks up we're there all right yeah yeah that means the nighttime in the winter december you know area you're looking at like a four o'clock sundown oh oh yeah which is miserable you know, yeah. I think, I mean, personally, and I, I guess I got some clout. I'm, I'm a geographer by trade, but like, uh, <laughs> I think that the uh, central time zone should uh, start on the west side of the Mississippi River and give me an extra hour of daylight. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, 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 think about it. If it's on the west side of the Mississippi, right, that means from. <laughs> The Mississippi to El Paso is central. I mean, holy yeah. crap. I mean, like, you ever done that drive? Like, when you oh, get across yeah. the Mississippi heading towards El Paso, like, you're, it's a, it's a freaking nightmare. That's a long oh, yeah. drive, you know? I mean, you got the little... Mississippi River from my house is only a couple of hours. Yeah. The only issue I have is I don't want to be in the Eastern time zone for most of the time. Like outside of daylight savings time, because their their stuff just goes way too late. I don't even like being in central. I'd rather be in mountain. Because like if you want to stay up late for like a, a ball game, because if they start a ball game like to to accommodate for the Pacific time, Central and Eastern, you're up till midnight or later to see the end of that ball game, and it's annoying. I get now, granted, I, I, mean, I didn't that- mind. I mean, I'm a guess, and that sucks if you're an athlete or a sports fan, but like I'm more of a I don't want to be depressed during winter fan. Yeah. Well, so I'd rather have the daylight, to be honest. I mean, you could just get rid of daylight savings time and that would solve that. Not really, though. Think about it. Well, well it depends on which way you get rid of it. I guess Either you're right, you- but I mean, you're still, you're still out of zone, you know, and that's just aggravating you're still in a zone 
you know, yeah. and we're at the beginning of a zone that really shouldn't start till the Mississippi River. I mean, I would love it if, like, I was Eastern and then they got rid of it because that means, you know, daylight would be nice. Like, we'd have more daylight, you know, yeah. during the winter at least. I mean, think about it. Because I know for a fact the sun goes down at 4 o'clock in December. So if it yeah, went down yeah, five, that would be more reasonable, right? Um, and I don't mind, like, yeah. it being dark at 6 o'clock. But, geez, 4 o'clock? You, yeah. all, you go to work and it's dark and you leave and it's dark. That sucks. Yeah. See, I, yeah. Now, when I was a kid, I liked the winter because I would see. So let's say it's, uh, it's summertime and you get home and I wanted to go upstairs and like play a video game or watch a movie or something. And it gets dark in the summer, it gets dark at night. Like there's a couple, there's about a week, two week time period where it, it's still sunlight at nine o'clock. And uh-huh. so when it got dark, I was like, well, sh- you know, it's bedtime now, you know, and it's sort of like a depressing thing. Like, I don't want to go to bed. I want to keep doing. And so I just remember several times when that transition happens over into winter, when it started getting dark at like four, get home from school, I'd, I'd be playing a game and I'd look out and see how dark it was. I'm like, oh, it's time to go to bed. And then I'd look down and it's only seven o'clock. I'm like, oh, baby, oh, baby, I got two more hours. So like, I, I'm nostalgic of those feelings. Uh, but yeah, as an adult, it's it's trash. I'd rather I'd rather it be sunlight till. In a perfect world, if it was if it was sunlight till about eight every uh, like all day or all year long, that'd be great. Right. I mean, like I mean, like and I know that people complain about that. They're like, well, like you know, I'm a you know people who who kind of get out or bar hop and stuff like that. I'm like, but you get. I mean, like when we did that when we were young. Mm-hmm. I didn't even go to that many bars, but when I went to house parties and stuff like that, it was nine o'clock when we started. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, when I was going, like we'd go to a house party at nine, and then everybody would go to the bar at eleven or, or twelve. Uh, so I'm just like, what are these kids are getting out at like seven o'clock? Like, what are you like forty five? Like, exactly. I thought you were twenty year olds. Now, know? now, granted, I will say. There is one day a year where if it got dark at four, I'd be okay. And that's Halloween. On if Halloween night, if it was dark at four, I'd be okay with it. I'm in fun with that too. Yeah. Because I mean, you want to maximize your time in the dark on Halloween. Yeah, but also like, I mean, I think Halloween is I mean <clears throat> Halloween has changed a lot since we were kids too, you know. Yeah. Well, and, I was gonna say I'll take that back. I, I do, I do enjoy that just before dark look of Halloween, like that, like that. It, it the sun's the golden hour on Halloween night is is actually a lot of fun. I, it's maybe it's just because all the Halloween movies I've watched, all the Michael Myers movies, is there's always a little bit of time in those movies where they capture that moment right before it gets dark, and. Um, I'm, I really like those moments, but yeah, Halloween has changed a lot. I mean, if it were me, I mean, I would make Halloween and November 1st a holiday, just so you wouldn't have to be at work or school or whatever. It does seem like an endless night, too, which is fun in the moment. It sucks when you wake up and you're like, golly, yeah. it's over. Yeah, it, it sort of does. It, it sort of does suck. I mean, cause it's, it's a special night. Now, granted, the last few years, um, you know, it, Post college, Halloween night has definitely uh, lost a lot of its uh, not not grandeur, but uh, and not excitement, but um, hustle. There's there's not as much, uh, you know. I don't have a, as much on my plate. A lot of um, like there's not a lot that I've marked down on the calendar to do. Uh, and, you know, as compared well, you're to you're a grown man and you can buy your own candy. <laughs> You don't have to hustle anymore. <laughs> exactly. But like, you know, like there's no parties you gotta, I, you know, that I'm going to. It's just, I'm well, gonna... I think, you know, I've noticed that everyone's settling into children, you know. I yeah. mean, like, uh, we're, I mean, my wife and I are talking about family costume this year, which is fun. But that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a family costume, you know, and now it's, it's gonna be kid oriented, you know, and then eventually, yeah. you know, It'll change, I'm sure, to something else. And then eventually, yeah. I feel like 
you know, you sort of like do the kid thing and then like eventually kind of evolve back into doing your own thing. But I think yeah. this is that period in time where you're sort of kid focused. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I've heard people, um, I don't necessarily, I mean, it's not that I don't agree with them, but I don't agree with uh, like where they're coming from. But I've heard people talk about, I guess, sort of talking down to people who like Halloween you know, talk about how the adults, it's its a holiday for kids, I guess, or it, it became a holiday for kids, and those kids grew, grew up, and they've sort of taken it with them, sort of like what people, you know, sort of like comic books, right, kids, they were originally with kids, and then they grew up with the people who was reading them, a lot of people talk about that with Harry Potter, you know, Harry Potter was a young adult thing, but it sort of grew with the, with the reader, kind of, so, but you know, I mean, it definitely is different. Halloween's different if you're a kid than when you're an adult, a little bit. But I, I think there's enough room for Halloween to be in a kid thing and a uh, adult thing too. But I mean, I, I would definitely agree. I think it's it is interesting how Halloween sort of blossomed a lot. I think in the late '80s, early '90s like it became its own sort of entity mm-hmm. and then it sort of died off. But then the, you know, the people who had the Halloween specials on television and like really did the nineties trick or treating. I mean, I oh, think they, yeah. they definitely drug it with them and that's what we're at now. I mean, we're, we're nineties kids. So, you know, that's where that love comes from. Oh uh, yeah. I love, I, I ate up every one of the uh, home improvement Halloween specials. They were a lot of fun. And then that that's one of the reasons why um, me and Ann, well, this isn't the reason why me and Ann, but me and Ann both love Brooklyn Nine-Nine as a TV show. Mm-hmm. And they sort of carry on that, that spirit that, that they always do a, a pretty good Halloween special. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I love I love Halloween. Any Anytime TVs do TV specials or TV sitcoms or anything like that do Halloween specials, it really – Warms my heart. Seems like they used to care a lot more. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, the, those those home improvement ones, like he was going, uh, Tim Allen was going all out in those, you know, making up haunted houses and whatnot that he would do. I mean, he would do that with Christmas stuff too. He'd go all out on Christmas crap, but his Halloween ones just seemed so much more fun. And I mean, there's other sitcoms that did it. I just the, the home improvement ones are the ones that sort of stand out in my mind. Well, Christmas always had the heartwarming, like, uh, theme. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just like, you know, there's usually like a family that needs to be mended or someone who doesn't have a family needs to be brought into a family or some morality tale. Christmas always has like a kind of a conjoined morality tale. While Halloween is just like scary and candy. And fun. And, and fun and i don't there's not a lot of like there's not a lot of moral things that you can derive from halloween and i think that's what i think that that sort of it's not that it's bad or good it's just it just is i guess it's less thoughtful because you're just like i like being scared and i like sweets so let's yeah do this it, yeah it's sort of like um Sometimes you're in the mood for a, you know, a pretty heavy, a pretty, uh, you know, pretty deep story or movie, um, you know, like, a, I don't know, Scorsese film or something like that. Like, you know, you, you look for, you, you look for something with some meat on it, but then sometimes you just want a popcorn flick and Halloween's the popcorn flick of holidays. It's just enjoyable. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I've never... I mean, like, based. I mean, there's some there's some fine lines and some definitions, but like that would you got to be careful with. But like, mm. um, I've never cried in a horror movie or wanted to, you know. But there's like <laughs> yeah. a billion holiday movies that are trying like trying to be tear jerkers. Oh, always yeah. hit the mark, but like I tell you this, like yeah, there's a real world event where it's a Santa Claus talking about a situation, like he's a he's a cosplaying Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus, I don't know what to tell you, like. He, it's like the ultimate cosplayer, you know, like the, the original <laughs> granddaddy of cosplay is a Santa Claus dude. But anyway, it's a Santa Claus 
impersonator. I, mean, I guess, you know, he looks just like Santa Claus. He's just Santa Claus to me. But uh, he, he tells, he, he's on YouTube and he tells a story about uh, like a make a wish situation and it's awful. Oh. But uh, you oh. don't get like some pumpkin dude talking about that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> you know, Michael no, Myers no. isn't like, yeah, I visited a kid and I didn't say anything the whole time. And then, you know, I stabbed him. You, know, you don't get any of that, you know? <laughs> You'll get that with the you'll get that with the Christmas stuff like and and it's it's not like it's not bad it's just like I think that there is some there's some emotion some gravitas some sort of pathos or something that's coming along with those with Christmas in particular yeah that, that can be a little bit more gut wrenching oh yeah, you, yeah I mean in terms of like when you're when you're watching it on a sitcom or writing they always seem like they get kind of serious it always pays off but i mean it's usually like and goodwill towards men that's your ending you know yeah 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 so yeah there definitely is a difference but those halloween ones definitely were they were something um and there's like i said there's some modern shows that can do it decently well but you know, there's not a lot of television I watch anyway. So if there if there's other other people doing it well, I don't know who they are. But <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, I don't really. I'm at the kind of at the end of this bowl here. Um, yeah. Anything yeah. else you want to mention? Uh no. Uh, so <laughs> this definitely was a uh, a more rambly little uh, little episode for you to wrap up season three um like i said be on the lookout around you know maybe a week out of fourth of july you know we'll we'll have a little something special going on there but um, but yeah this is uh you know this is really just a you know in a way i I, again it's always about having fun with zach but you know i want to thank y'all for listening (laughs) y'all it still boggles the mind that people are listening to us so Mm-hmm. You know, we, we thank you for it um, yeah we enjoy it you know sometimes like when you have all this stuff scheduled you know you just sort of make a little kind of a kind of like you like you said like an end wrap up like you know and just sort of a play on everything that's going on so or what has been going on and this is kind of that episode where didn't really want to talk too much about tobacco just sort of wrapping i mean you guys have gotten a lot of filler uh, if you're watching that on YouTube and you've gotten a lot of these episodes where we're super tobacco specific. So it just stands to reason that we probably do our like kind of wrap up, just mention what we smoke for plans are for smoking in the future and just uh, kind of celebrating you guys listening to us and then just celebrating the podcast itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, we, you know, again, we hope you enjoyed this season. Um, I know we enjoyed making it, so we can't wait to we can't wait till the summer's over. <laughs> yeah, definitely our most consistent season. So, oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I think we sort of found our footing, and that's helped a lot. So, so more to come. But like I said, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see y'all. Uh, we'll see you in July. All right. See y'all then. <laughs>